My apologies for the cold open for the second night in a row. And to the Fish Bee groupies, for I have given Fish Bee the second night off in a row. I warned you at the conclusion of yesterday's podcast that I wasn't quite sure the mental state that I would arrive to you in because uh, my kid sis is in town and she's amazing and she's not in town very often. Today was the day of her being in town where we got to go hang out and it was a real delight. Um, If you live in a town that doesn't have a dynamic river with waterfalls that runs through the heart of it, I apologize for that because here in Spokane, it is truly a treasure. What the Spokane River does is it goes through the park right, right, near, my, uh, right near my place here, downtown. So we went down there and we did that. And then on the, uh, and then on the way back, I mean, lunch was the most important thing we were going to do. So we went to this Irish pub called O'Doherty's. Had some Guinness. And then when we order lunch, we order lunch, Kid Sis and I. We both had fish and chips. But also on the menu was some minor food that's actually uh, food that originated in Cornwall, England, and is now all over England, but is really a Wessex food. Uh, The pasty. The pasty. Which is, it's kind of like an English burrito, only way worse. Uh, uh, Typically, um, it's just a pie crust. And then then there's meat, potato, onion. Some people put peas, some people put carrots. Oftentimes, they're vegetarian. Uh, Even in England, uh, the pasty, uh, and I know it sounds kind of bland, but it is British food we're talking about now, Cornish food. Uh, like, like you can get it, uh, like the gas station, instead of pizza pockets and random taquitos, uh, there are, uh, uh, like, it, like, like potato and spinach and, and peas and just different kinds of, of pasties at, uh, at gas stations in, uh, in England. But they had something called a butte pasty, which was, uh, when, when the English miners made their way to Montana, so it's kind of, kind of a hybrid uh, and it's a uh, it's basically a British pasty, but it, it it's smothered in brown gravy. So kid sis and I had these very authentic fish and chips with just giant portions, both of us. And then in between us, uh, there were two spoons on each side as if it was dessert. And we had this butte pasty, which was outstanding. So shout out to O'Doherty's if you're uh, coming through Spokangelis and you want something delicious to eat. Holy fucking fuck nuts. I recommend uh, Odori's. Amazing. Amazing. Just delicious. The pasties I grew up eating uh, didn't have the gravy. You would, just, you would just smother them in butter and salt and pepper, and it was very kind of, uh, it was different. But this was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so good. So, um. So I could continue uh, at, uh, oh, and following the Guinness, uh, 
it's hard to keep track of how many Irish whiskey and ices one consumed. Although I, I know our tab, and, and, and again, inflation, and this is two people, and this, you know, sitting in a bar for a couple hours. Uh, I don't want to give you the exact amount. What Was it well, no, well north of $100? You're goddamn right it was. Goddamn right it was. So I think the best thing for me to do I'm going to go, I'm not quite sure where, but I think I should find a secondary libation locale en route to perhaps my third or fourth libation locale. And maybe, just maybe, today is the magical day where I make my first friend here in downtown Spokane. I had one goal in my first year living in downtown. One goal. That wasn't podcast related or health related, socially related. And that was, I wonder if I can make one, just one friend. And COVID kind of fucked everything up. But the answer to that question is a big, fat fucking no. But maybe today is my day. Although, probably not. I sincerely think the luck that I enjoyed yesterday with returning the wallet and the lucky penny In my entire life at 46 years old, of all the times I've got to hang out with my kid's sis, which hasn't been that many times, today was the funnest day. And so that's a wonderful thing in and of itself, is it not? But maybe this luck is going to continue. So I think I owe it to myself. Super Gladys Wonder Kitty. And I owe it to you to see if I can't get out there and make some stories and have some fun. Because truly, that's when I'm in my best. If May is Mental Health Awareness Month, the most difficult thing that I struggle with and, 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 and when I feel sick and when I'm in massive pain is I, like many other people with mental other health issues, uh, we self-isolate. And we stop calling our friends and we disappear and we feel like whether it's rational or not, your friends that are struggling with mental health disorders, we feel that we are a burden upon you. And that's why you don't hear from us as much as you used to. So if May really is Mental Health Awareness Month, 
the nicest, the kindest thing you could do rather than, you know, I mean, I mean, donating to a, a mental health, a, a mental health awareness charity is, is a delight. Hey, thanks for doing that. That's wonderful. But as we as a society, as Americans, even compared to 10 years ago, as we are so much more aware of mental health issues, and it's really become an emphasis, the nicest, the kindest, but beyond that, sincerely, the best thing you could ever do for Mental Health Awareness Month is reach out to a friend you haven't talked to in a while if you know they got issues. Just send them a text, give them a call, see how they're doing. It takes very little effort on your part. But I assure you, it would mean the world to them. Because, well, it's not rational. The guilt one feels as a burden to their friends and society at all is crippling. One more for Mental Health Awareness Month. There is a documentary on PBS that a lot of people are talking about, and it's called Medicating Normal. And the beautiful thing about PBS, if you have any kind of TV or the Internet, I mean, you can watch it on your, you know, your phone, for God's sake. Just go to pbs.org, and it's free. But there's a documentary called Medicating Normal. And it doesn't resonate so much for those that are bipolar. Even though a lot of bipolar people are on benzos like I am. But for anyone that's depressed and seeking help, before you go on medication for more than 30 days or more than 60 days, I would encourage you to walk this, watch this documentary. Because although many of those medications are wonderful short-term, many psychiatric medications are not great long-term. And this documentary talks about that in depth. Everyone from layman to everyone at my therapist office is talking about this particular documentary on PBS, Medicating Normal. Because in 2022, where a pill can make everything better, and that makes sense, a lot of these medications are very easy to go on and unfortunately, the reality, the process of getting off them 
can leave you worse than you were before you got on the medication. And that's not a lot, that's not a conversation, excuse me, that prescribers often have with you before you get on the medication. Although they should, but they don't. So, just a little food for thought. And lastly, you know how little I care about social media. Although I did just post something on Twitter, if you're, uh, if you're into it. Um, you know when you go to like a club show, and before the bands start, they kind of have a playlist going in the club? Uh, I have put together what I think, if you press shuffle, is the perfect playlist before the music starts at any club. I believe it's a 53 or 54 song playlist I put together. It's called Space Jam on Spotify. But I just tweeted it out. I think you can uh, listen to it if you're so inspired. If not, this will also be posted to the Twitter, I believe. And with that, I'm sorry, I just moved the microphone. That was what that strange click was. Um, I love you lots. Uh, Fingers crossed we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, if Fish B was here, I'm confident he would say adios.